Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at EverymanSports, one word. Uh, With me this week to review week three and even preview week four is my dad. How are you doing, dad? I'm doing great, son. Great, great, great. Well, let's get started in the very uh, newsworthy uh, week that was... um, Week three in the NFL. And we have to start off, um, of course, uh, somewhat politically. Uh, It's kind of hard to uh, avoid uh, this past week. But um, it started off with uh, President Donald Trump, uh, um, first of all, at a rally talking about, um, derogatorily, about uh, Colin Kaepernick while not mentioning him by name and other players who have been... um, kneeling during the protest, sitting during the protest, and otherwise protesting the national anthem in general. Uh, That then sparked a lot of outrage across all of sports, not just football, but even into basketball. You'd have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about this. Yeah, I mean, it uh, it really was something else. And really never, I mean, we can't point to this being anywhere close to ever happening before. This is a very... Very unique and and just uh, just out of nowhere, um, to an extent that you know this is it's only week it's been week three and now it, it's starting to prop up. So in any case, that but then I think attacking symbols is um, you know popular not only with the statues, uh, you know the flag is a symbol, you know, but it's it's so different because I lived in the Vietnam era. And, you know, protests and burning the flag and, you know, I'd rather people burn flags than post office, you know, so. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the the showing of the protest is kind of like what you just said. It's better than um, riots. But but your generation is so much milder and I call you the car seat generation. Mm, I understand. You know, so, you know, we took it to the streets. No, absolutely. But I mean, this. But there was a draft, too. There was. Um, and while there hasn't been that, there there has been right. a large, you know, ever since, I, again, I, I, I hate to get all political, but uh, uh, ever since 9-11, and then there was the large, um, uh, uh, what, what do you want to call it, volunteer, volunteering to go into the service and then serve in the uh, Afghanistan and Iraq war. And so it, it's just, it's all progressed from there. So while it's not directly the same as the Vietnam era, there is uh, a lot of similarities. But in any case, let's move on back to the, right. what actually happened and what you saw, and it started off right away with the... Because um, we went over on the last episode, we went over the Rams 49ers game, which was really unbelievable and um, very exciting. But uh, the first game, that another London game, and I tell you what, I love the 9.30 Eastern Standard Time games. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, even if it's... And this was not a good game... But, why, you like the game with your morning tea? Yeah, just something like, oh, I'm up, I can go food, you know, just, it was just, it was just right. right. Like, and Something's I, going on. 
Right. So, and uh, before we get into the actual game, I have noticed because if you've ever watched any broadcast of an English Premier League game or any any feed from Europe, it always has a very videotape quality to it. It's not crystal clear, even in high would, def. Would Would Alex agree to that? I, I we've talked about it before. Oh, okay. Um, I I can't remember if he has. And Alex, you're probably you know talking to yourself while listening to this. We miss you, bud. Um, and please comment back. But yeah, we we have kind of talked about that, and I, I've mentioned it. I, I don't quite remember if right. I, I got my point across. But I'll tell you what: in this game, uh, Ravens Jaguars, it came across crystal clear. The feed was just as it would be high def as it would be here in the States. So it was really nice to see that. But it started off um, with uh, a lot more players um, kneeling during the national anthem. Um, and Khan, I was uh, I forget his first name, the Pakistani-born owner of the Jaguars, who right. actually one is, was one of the seven um, owners who donated to uh, Trump's campaign. But he was out there uh, locking arms uh, in a show of unity with his team, um, with some kneeling, and for uh, yeah, yeah, there was so much for the solidarity. I mean, it's it's amazing because I've been following this league for a while, and the players actually had to sue the owners, you know, to get free agency. Yeah, you know, and so you're making it sound like they're just in solidarity. But it's it's interesting. But now, but it is, but it is interesting because after Trump's comments, and then Goodell made a right. statement, which many. Uh, thought to be weak because it did not mention Trump by name. And then Trump, you know, doubled down on the comments and attacked Goodell for even making a statement that <laughs> fell in line with the players. And all of a sudden, everybody's uh, like, hey, he's our, yeah. he's our pinata. You're not allowed to beat him up. We are. So it's, it's amazing that yeah. now the NFL has this unity because of somebody outside the sport um, speaking up against uh, the team, the teams. Well, I think what they've actually done is find a way to divide the audience. Well, uh, and I think that's the unfortunate downside. It's not. It's not all upside. Well, you know, we. I mean, the individual cases going around the league. You know, uh, the Steelers deciding not to go out for the pledge or for the national anthem, um, mm-hmm. but um, Villanueva the offensive lineman who does ads for the USAA yeah. he's a he is a um uh united well, you know, he's a military but, veteran know, so much of this is symbolism you know i, I want to see real action well uh this this might be the night this might be the start i mean it, it's obvious good. that people are that, that would be a good thing and i i think that there will be i think that you will good. see a lot more of that happening from this but right. well what I also saw around the league, and there were a lot of upsets, a lot of upsets um, this well, week. Ten underdogs covered. That's a lot. Are you kidding me? Out of how many games? Sixteen. Well, so ten and six, right? Yeah. Sixteen games. That's a lot, and I think a yeah, lot. Yeah, I, that's unusual. I think a lot has to do with what was going on in the locker rooms. Ray Lewis. Now take this for what you will, but Ray Lewis. Said that Wade Lewis, did they find the white suit yet? Uh, well, you know, and he's on his. That's another. That's another story. And he's not just on one knee; he's on both knees. But he did say that when he was there, because he was 
in England, he noticed that the whole locker room was not even talking one iota about the Jaguars or about the game upcoming, yeah, but only about yeah. the protests. And then they go get out. I, I mentioned that it's a huge, it's, yeah, it's a distraction. They got and they got spanked, forty-four to seven. The Jaguar Bortles went off. The Jag, I mean, yeah. Flacco had the worst game of his career. Nobody yeah. twenty yards. Well, he really, he really is hurt. I think so. Yeah, his back, his back is injured, and it, it's just not. This was a bad game, but then also jumping over very quickly to the Steelers Bears game, and you and there are the comments by uh, James Harrison about Villanueva and the locker room after the fact, right? right. Um, you know about just about. Well, you you're really wrapped up into this. Well, it because it's everywhere, and Sports Illustrated had it on their cover. I mean, this was not just a sports news story; this was a huge. Yeah. Story because and ratings were up because everybody wanted to know what happened. But I'm looking at it from this angle now, there's fracturing in some of these locker rooms, and it showed on the field. I don't think it's a coincidence that 10 underdogs, maybe half of them, maybe half of them, but still, the Jaguars, I think, were much more focused having Khan, their owner, there with them. Um, also, to be fair, it was the Ravens' first time traveling to England and playing in a London game, so I think they well, had... I'm going to see what the Jaguars, because are they going to be a win-lose, win-lose, win-lose type of team? Uh, it's, you know, are they going to be able to put it together? I, I would like or to... Is it asking too much? I, I think so. With the Colts as damaged as they are and the uncertainty with the Texans and the Titans are still coming up, I think that, that can be a two-team race down there. Um, it, it remains to be seen, but at least for one week, everything was clicking. Well, it, it appears that uh, you know the, the public, the wise guys, uh, you name it, they're all, they're all liking the Titans. Oh, everybody. Everybody likes the Titans now, and it, and it did pay off this week. Um, in which they, uh, the Seahawks did travel out. A lot of people thought that would be a much more defensive game because Tennessee does have a really good defense, and, of course, um, well, the, the most, Seahawks. Yeah, the, the most unusual thing about the, uh, the Titans is they opened each, each week. Vegas opened them as the dog. Yeah, that's really Plus one. And the public flipped it in to one and a half favorite. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week, week four, I think the book just gave up because the line's one and a half. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, and then you look so a up, lot of a lot of people are on that team. Uh, Steelers Bears the Bears won in overtime on two very long runs, but I, I and I think that with what happened in the locker room that caused a big distraction for the Steelers. And now uh, Art Rooney, uh, the owner, has come out and said you will it, this will never happen again. I mean that that's a very Western Pennsylvania is a really tricky area. You have a lot of. Um, veterans, a lot of current servicemen from Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a blue-collar steel town, you know, factory yeah. town. Coal and steel. I know, and the Roonies have been uh, lifelong Democrats um, and uh, Democrat um, uh, uh, givers, uh, giving to different yeah. committees. I mean, Dan Rooney, who the recently passed Dan Rooney, was for during the Obama administration uh, the ambassador to Ireland. So, uh, so then to. It's a very tricky situation for the Steelers um, out there, and how they're dealing with that. And Harrison's comments really don't help. Um, the... Well, you know, this is the last sport football really where it's it's the coaches, it's the owners' game. I mean, basketball, baseball, it's 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 a player run deal. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, especially well, basketball. Know, now when they they have a voice, let's see how much the NFL tolerates their their, their voice. Uh, it you know, when it's aimed at them, at management. 
That's true. It remains to be seen. Uh, other exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like if you can you keep the pot on simmer. Sometimes you walk away, it boils over. Well, there's a lot of water, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of water in that pot. Um, other games of note, uh, probably, the, you know, the it was the um, the big early game, uh, 1 o'clock game, Eagles and Giants. The Eagles win on a last-second 61-yard field goal by recently signed Jake Elliott. And uh, twice the Giants don't kick a field goal when they could have. I don't know what point they're trying to make. Everyone knows they can't run the ball. And Sterling Shepard did not do his team as as well as he did. You know, he had 133 yards receiving, yeah. but it was at the goal line where he dropped one pass, and then he he misstepped on the other one, or he yeah. didn't move, put the put the ball over. Well, and then the biggest story is what's more offensive to kneel or sit for the national anthem. Or to act like a dog urinating on a fire hydrant. Well, Odell Beckham, of course, during his first uh, touchdown celebration, um, got on his hands and knees, crawled around, and then, uh, you know, uh, imitated a urinating dog. He said in in, um, response to uh, the president's uh, uh, comments about um, the players being, um, you know, the children of dogs. Uh, to put it uh, so kindly, right. And then right. his second one, his second touchdown uh, reception, uh, caused him to put a fist up, um, a la uh, the Olympics. Um, that was uh, John Car- uh, John Carlos, Mexico City, nineteen sixty-eight. Right, and Tommy, I always forget his last name. Was right. the was the other one? And you know the that story. was the four by one hundred relay mm-hmm. winners. Yeah. yeah, and that was a. Uh, I remember that. I lived it. I, can, I was 16. That was, yeah. I mean, that was big news. And Memorable. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. And That's it's, what I'm talking about, protest on a, on, a, on a world scale. Yeah. I mean, that that's one that, that has left it, you know, its mark throughout yeah. history. For all the outrage, this is mild, believe me. I can understand. Um, yeah. But, but uh, Beckham, I mean, and his comments after the game, because it's not just Beckham, you know, in the game against the Lions, uh, Evan Engram, you know, with the... Uh, with the unsportsman, you know, the celebration penalty where he's grabbing his crotch, yeah. which then allows the lines to get the ball said, at the no, Giants' said 40. it accidentally happened. Yeah, it accidentally happened, and, you know, for all this reason. But Beckham's comments after the game were just like, nobody's going to stop me. Right. You know, I mean, this, he is... Now, now they, liber- they made the rules liberal this year. Right, for the celebrations, touchdown celebrations. Yeah. So does this help the ratings? <sighs> I don't... Gives, if you're not a football fan, there's something else to look at. I, I guess maybe but, the politics of it, you know, the wave of the internet. There are so many reasons why, and we we kind of mentioned them last week. So many reasons why um, ratings are down. It's it is because the NFL had a terrible off season, you know, through the optics. Yeah, but the question is, does this raise the ratings? Uh, I, the, I don't, the celebrations in the end zone rule. Not really, because uh, protests on the field. Yes, that might raise ratings just because people want to see see what happens and if anything happens. Right. But I think right. also in terms of the gameplay, until something happens with the Patriots, because everybody, first of all, thought it was going to be a cakewalk, <laughs> sixteen and zero for the Patriots, and right. that there's no team that came out of the starting blocks to say. Oh, we can stop the Patriots on either in either league. So I think there's also a lot of people just going. I'm going to wait until Brady's done, 
And then, you know, all the political stuff happened with the league. And that's just not, that's not winning fans back. I mean, even people were like, hey, good for the league for doing this. They're not exactly turning back in. It was interesting, as I was thinking about before the season, there was um, from pro uh, Colin Kaepernick organizations, Black, like, Black Lives Matters, and others of the of the sort had called for a boycott of the NFL until Kaepernick got signed. There was a, a whole um, walk on the NFL uh, in, yeah. in July. And, and how do boy, boycotts uh, work in your lifetime? Do you uh, think they're effective? Or well, the th- well, if we were to get to that, the, the boycotts are effective in that you say boycott and advertisers go, well, if they're, we can't, we can't have this. They, they drop yeah. and then you follow the money. So if the advertiser, I don't think the public has, has enough discipline. Well, look, to be quite honest, yeah. I, boy- I think the threat is something, but the reality is different. Yes. Because the boycott is enough for advertisers to say, whoa, in other situations, the NFL yeah. is a different situation. But it can, it can also rally your base. It can. So we'll we'll see how that works just in general. I mean, we are now right. we are now in a protest um protest heavy uh era. So people of my generation and younger are now turning to that. So it, it's it's very much aligned that. And now I've lost my place. Um the point is is that, you know, the the sport is not showing much right now. And quite honestly to get back to it, Beckham is what Jeremy Shockey was. Jeremy Shockey mm. was outspoken, and he was a me-first guy, and he thought the team could not live without him. He gets hurt, he gets cut, and then he has an epiphany. Wow, I really, I really screwed that up. And until right. and until Beckham has that epiphany, which is going to either be an injury or a money situation or something's going to happen, because he can't, it's not going to stay like this, and the ownership won't stand for it. And if anybody else but Ben McAdoo, who quite honestly lets this happen. Is it, unless something changes there, it's just going to be more of the same. Well, doesn't he look lost a little bit behind Who? his uh, sheets of paper there on the sideline? McAdoo, yes. With is yeah. he ready for prime time? I don't think. And he... how'd, they, how'd they go eleven and five last year? Uh, probably strength the schedule. It had or to be weak, or weakness there. Well, also their defense was very good, and th- you know all the money they spent on that defense, yeah. and it's starting to fall I'm apart. I'm just saying play calling. He, he seems detached during the game. Well, they also don't they don't run the ball because they don't have an offensive line because there's not enough money to spend on the and offensive they're, line. And they're not running backs either. No, and then Beckham wants to say he wants yeah. to be the highest played player. If the Maris yeah. and the Tishes sign Beckham to that, then it's just, hey, here's Beckham. He might have a couple catches, but we're going to lose by 30 points. Yeah, it's going to spend too much time. On, uh, on a losing team. It's true. Um, other interesting games around the league, of course, the Bills, I think, at home, and a home underdog pulled out a win. I was surprised about that. And actually, I picked them for my survivor pool. I am now out of the survivor pool because I picked the right. Broncos. Uh, the Texans. Oh, sorry, go. Well, well yeah, well, the, the story was that Denver lost. Yeah. But they came they came cross country. But, you know, getting back to the Giant game because don't talk about Philadelphia. Sure. Because Sproles. Uh, it, Sproles, he broke his arm and he tore yeah, his ACL. Broke his arm and an ACL on the same hit, right? I mean, but that's, that's a big hit. That's a big hit. To, it's a double whammy for the team because not only is he a, a returner, he's a you know third down back, and you know he adds a little uh, little shake and bake to yeah. to their running game, which uh, you know is, uh, it'll be tested. I mean, Wendell Smallwood now has to step up, and it, can they use blunt? I don't were, think he's the man. Uh, you're probably right. 
Well, we'll have to see about that. I did pick him up across my fantasy leagues. We'll talk about that, too. The Jets actually won a game. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. The Jets won a game. Cutler looked lost. I mean, 20-6. to I mean, that's that's big. That's really big. Well, the interesting thing was um, the Jet quarterback, McGowan. McGowan, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how how bad must... um, the, the Dolphins' pass defense, be because he looked real sharp. Yeah, he he looked, he looked. I actually think we'll hard. find out in London Sunday morning when that's, Drew Brees has a look at that secondary. Yeah, really, and that's not a good defense either. The Texans almost pulled one out in New England against the Patriots. Brady had had. Think about this: Brady had to throw five touchdowns just to win at home. But how about that one at the end? The defender looks like he was going to. Slap it down. Yeah, and then uh, Cooks Brady, with a Brady magic. Cooks with an uh, with an excellent catch, um, and then of course uh, there was that fumble interception, whatever. Like you know, he's throwing the ball and it flies up in the air, and that's returned by the Texans uh, for pick six, technically. Well, you know what's interesting? I was looking. They um, the Patriots have scored ninety nine points in the last three games, but they're second in the league. Who do you think has the most points scored in the last three games? Oh, that's a good question. Second most points. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to say the Vikings. No, no, no. I don't know who. Shocking, shockingly, it's the Rams. The Rams. I, you know, a hundred and seven. So, well, they did I'm put that. That's going to be one of my picks on the bounce theory. Yeah, they put up forty-one. So, well, yeah, we'll talk about those. Um, uh, the page, right. uh, the Packers, Bengals actually started out pretty well with a new offensive coordinator. They started throwing the ball to AJ Green and Joe Mixon got in the in the mix, and uh, they were actually yeah, the leading. Red-headed stepchild. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Uh, poor guy, um, firehead. And then, uh, but the Packers and Rodgers and Green Bay's magic came through, and they won in overtime on a kick. He, he's the best quarterback in football. I think so. I think so because he focuses on the game like no other. Again, R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> and How's he getting the other team called for 12 men on the field? He is, he is the smartest when it comes to identifying what is happening on the sidelines. He, he sees the big picture. He knows. Oh, that's, he sees every... Uh, jump off sides. He sees right. everything where he goes, oh, it's a free play? I'm going for it. Nobody has that kind of awareness in this league, and I, I, I truly lo- love Rodgers for that fact. Um, the Reds- it's, it's fun to watch, yeah. Redskins won the Sunday night game against the Raiders. Again, another West Coast team coming out to the East. That affected them. And another you know, dog. Yeah, a home dog as well. And then the Cowboys won 28-17. to The first quarter... Plus, Ezekiel Elliott was doing nothing, but the the Cardinals just could not uh, score enough points to uh, really lift them up in that early part of the early part of the game. And what does that say about the Cardinals? Um, well, that they missed David uh, David Johnson, um, and their their defense is also a little suspect too. Oh, and their kicker, Phil Phil um, Phil Dawson, he missed a right. uh, a real quite honestly a gimme. It was only like thirty plus yards, and he uh, he shanked it, pushed it too far. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to be a good season for them. No, no, definitely. But then isn't. again, that division with Seattle, 
Not looking all that strong yet. No, Seattle doesn't look strong. I mean, the Niners, you're probably going to get at most a 6-10 and 10 season out of them. The Rams, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Their, their defense is strong. Their offense might be coming along. We'll see what kind of magic plays there. What, so, the Rams? Yeah. If you, Scoring 107 in three games leading the league, and you're wondering about the offense? I'm just saying, we know what their defense is capable of. Let's see if they're, because they were playing the 49ers. Yes. To be fair, they were playing the 49ers, and they only won by two points. So it's not Apparently as if. Apparently, you can run on them. Yes. Yes, you can. Well, uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald, uh, we'll to see if he comes back. Well, we're going to find out. Right. They'll still be in Dallas. Well, let's move on to this week's games. And, Dad, what are your best bets of the week? Well, I'm liking the Saints. So the Saints. I think we're going to get a quarterback clinic in London. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees, uh, you know, should have his way with that secondary. I like them. I do like um, Dallas because I like the bounce theory, and uh, the, but it, it's probably baked in the line. That line's uh, seven, seven and a half. Right. So the Rams are getting, but I'm expecting that offense to uh, take a step back. Right. So we've got New Orleans uh, giving three uh, at Miami, yeah. or, well, technically London, but it's a Miami game. And we've right. got uh, the Cowboys giving six and a half at home to the Rams. And I like the uh, LA Chargers, 0 and 3, mm-hmm. at okay. home against the Eagles. Now, that's a one-and-a-half I have, Chargers. Games. Yes. The Chargers are... Or are giving one-and-a-half at home. Right, yeah. Okay, so you like that. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, look at that line, right? I mean, you're like, they're 0-3, and they're favored against a team that already has two division wins, the Eagles, right? I mean... Yeah, and they're coming, so, and they're coming cross-country, so it can work the other way. So, sometimes the line tells you. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. I'm liking that, yeah. And I like um I like uh San Francisco. Uh, they're getting uh they're getting a bunch of points in uh, Arizona. Yeah, oh, seven. And Arizona at best, you know, they don't really have a knockout punch anymore. No, they don't. David Johnson's they out and Tyro to beat you by points. Tyro Matthew does not look so strong, neither does Patrick Peterson. Yeah, so Arizona giving seven, so you like the 49ers to Yeah, the that. 49ers are on 10 days rest. Yeah, it's true. So plus seven, and they're they don't have to travel too far. They just need to travel south. And then one last one okay. would be another zero and three team, oh. Cincinnati. That's the battle for of Ohio. Oh, in Cleveland and in uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati's yeah. given three. So the Browns are a home home dog, plus three. Right. But you like Cincinnati? Look, they scored. They scored last week. They actually did well. Uh, scored their first touchdowns of the season, so I could see, yeah, a bounce back game against a uh, an in state rival. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, well, week four is tough because the um, you know Vegas, the book line, whatever you know, they've they've seen enough to start driving the bus now. Right, they they start to they see it, they know. So we'll be able to know probably if you have a continue, you know, dogs winning. Right. No covering, then they're not doing their line right. Right. Good point. So let's know this week about that. Hmm. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Every time you think you got a trend going, right. The other way. Right. The end of. It's all about it's all about the trends. Um, so there you go. Uh, sticking to. Huh? Yeah. 
Sorry about that. There's a little uh, difficulty with the phone. Um, so let's move over very quickly to fantasy football. I was 2-1 and one this week. I'm 0-3 in the Everyman Sports uh, Fantasy Football League. Um, Tom Brady was uh, the big supplier for all my teams this week. Uh, scored, you know, five touchdowns, <laughs> or close to 400 yards. I mean, look. Good and bad and curse. He, he, he sheds that too. So far, I mean, they're 2-1. He had one bad game, had two good games. It worked I, on opening day. It worked on opening day. Look, I said, I'm going to have to put my skin in this. Either right. I take him and he completely flatlines, which is what I'm expecting, yeah. or he has the most incredible season and I go on and I dominate. And so far in two leagues, I have been. I, I have uh, two leagues, I'm 2-1, and one, and the Everyman Sports League, I'm 0-3. Um, wow. Kareem Hunt had another incredible game. Um, yeah. I picked up Chris Johnson. What? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He's, he's a di- I'm sorry? Yeah. He's something. He's something unbelievable. Gronkowski's been doing well as well. Jordy Nelson had a good game. Deshaun Watson, I was very surprised, did very well uh, in, in New England, and uh, that came through. Um, I got J.J. Nelson. He didn't do much this week. I got Chris Johnson this week. I thought he'd be able to pick up more, but no. I think the, there's no gas in the tank. I was shocked when I heard that. I know, but he knows the system and all that stuff. So we'll see. Mm. Uh, college football for a few moments. Um, Penn State came came from behind, won a big game in Iowa, so they're moving up the charts. Um, uh, so I mean that's that's the big. Re- but everybody else kind of stayed pat. Of course, Alabama dominated um, uh, their game, and Clemson, you know, Oklahoma, USC. I mean, USC is looking very very strong. Uh, Washington, Georgia, you know, uh, Michigan. Like in Penn State. I am too. How can you not? I mean, I really, th- they should have, even though they lost the Rose Bowl last year, they should have been. <laughs> Great story. They should, they should have been in the, in the playoffs. It should have been in the, uh, the, you know, round of four, but uh, it, it just wasn't to be. Yeah, they seem to have a lot of firepower. Right. Oh, no, they absolutely do. So, and in the big game this week is USC versus uh, Washington State. Uh, so if USC can keep up their winning ways. Um, so that's happening there. Uh, moving over to baseball. The season is almost over. We only have got about six. We've got about a week left of games. And it's uh, it's all but figured out. Um, we've got um, Cleveland has clinched. Houston has clinched. Boston and the Yankees are both in the playoffs. It's the first time since 2009 that both teams are in the playoffs together, which is unbelievable. And now the Twins also have, uh, I think they need one more win or an Angels loss, and they are going to be in the second wild card, which they're the first team ever uh, in in postseason history to lose 100-plus games in the previous season and then come back uh, and make the playoffs. Uh, there have been worse to firsts, but never, never of this sort. Uh, in- so everything's kind of decided. But we don't know who's playing who, and we don't know if the Rockies are in yet. Is that it? Right. So the Yankees are three games behind in the East, so they could conceivably play Boston. And let me just double check, but I think they actually have some games coming up with Boston. I think I could be wrong. But that'd be really interesting. Uh, the Dodgers have held on to, or almost, they are six. 
seven games up over Washington, six in the loss column uh, for best record in the National League. So they made it over 100 games. They're at 102 games. So they could at best get 109, but I think it might be closer to 105. Uh, Washington clinches the East, of course. Arizona has the first wild card. They're going to host it, and the Cubs have made it all the way back, and they are uh, winning the Central Division. The only question, pretty much the only spot left, is the second NL wild card, which is right now the Rockies. And I would. Well, the two, two hottest teams? Because I think if you're hot late, you you go far. Uh, gotta I, be gotta be Cleveland for sure. Cleveland's very hot. Minnesota. Is is hotter than Chicago? Uh, than Chicago or Cleveland? Not hotter than Watch Chicago. I would say hotter than Chicago. Um, they okay. oh, who's the player that has just? I think it was uh, Byron Buxton. I think he he led the charge for the team. I think. Or, who am I? Who am I thinking of? Basically, I forget his name, but there's a player on the Twins who he's basically the reason. Yeah, Byron Buxton. He came on really strong these last couple weeks and he has pretty much led um the twins into the playoffs all by himself now what about the cubs pitching that's that's stabilized cubs pitching absolutely stabilized you know uh they they were able to hold on that's huge that is um yeah lester and lackey has uh strained up for houston I think so. You got it. There is something special about that. And now the question is because Aaron Judge now is the uh, major is the um, historical leader for most home runs in a rookie season. He's going to win right. rookie of the year. Fifty-one home runs as of today. There's still uh, week week of games to go, but he has the record now, beating uh, Mark McGuire's forty-nine. He's got fifty-one homers. He's going to be the rookie of the year. But here's the question: Do you give him the MVP or do you give it to Jose Altuve? No, you give it to him. You give it to Judge? Yeah, all rise. Uh, all rise. N- nobody, don't take a knee on that one. I'm sorry, say again? Don't take a knee on that one. No, all no. All rise. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, we, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that. Um, and he'll, I think, be the first American League, or at least the first player to win Rookie well, of the Year and say, MVP. It's a great story, but since a Fred great Lee. interview. You he know, is. He says all the right things. I mean, you know, New York, Madison Avenue. I mean, this guy, you know, it cries out. I mean, this guy connects with people immediately. He has charisma. He, yeah, it's just amazing, amazing story, achievement, uh, great personality. I can't say enough about this guy. And he's got a smile just like Strahan, so well, how can you not well, like that? <laughs> the idea is people think you can never replace Jeter. Yeah, well, this, it looks like it. He will. Uh, speaking of Jeter, so um, the Jeter Jeter is now the owner of the Marlins that got um, that got the AOK from uh, Major League Baseball, but the Marlins have cut ties with two of their better ambassadors, including Hall of Famer Andre Dawson, who did play with them uh, during the first couple years of their expansion. They've cut ties with him as but he was a, really a Cub, wasn't he? He was, but doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. I mean, right. to, quite frankly, I'm sorry. Reggie Jackson is more of an is an is a more of an Oakland Athletic than he is a New York Yankee. Sure. But that's my own personal feelings. So yeah, so but, he candy bar after. Well, yeah, I understand all that, but so yeah, so the G, so whether it was from Jeter or from somebody else trying to for to cause some bad optics 
for the team going into the sale. They cut ties with him and Eduardo Perez, who was, um, or I'm sorry, Tony Perez. I apologize. Tony Perez, another Hall of Famer. They've cut ties well, with them. I bet, but I, he was from the Big Red Machine. I know, but still, a Cuban player in Miami. Oh, okay. I get it. He, I, his son, Eduardo Perez, played for them. Right, right. I, I believe his son, Eduardo Perez, played for them. Right. So it's just, it's, it's, of course, the Marlins. Like for everybody who's you know, if we if we use the Jets and the Mets as a verb, like oh there they go, they're Metsing mm-hmm. again. I mean, this is what the Marlins do. They just they're terrible. Oh, they break things down. Yeah. They build them up and break them down. They really do. It just looks terrible. So right now Colorado is two and a half games up in Milwaukee for the last playoff spot. If Milwaukee gets that, I would watch out for them. Quite honestly, I know they've tumbled since the beginning of the season. But if you want to talk about a team that's hot last, if you overcome, well, that's what, yeah, that's, that gives you a chance. If you overcome the Rockies, who pretty much from day one have been sitting in the playoff picture and sitting in the throne to make it into the playoffs, to overcome them in the last week of the season, I mean, you have to give them a big chance, and that's one you might right. want to actually watch out for too. Right. Um. So that's baseball. So it'll be exciting to see what happens. So what about college basketball? Holy! Is anybody going to jail? How uh, illegal is this, really? Well, assistant coaches at the FBI uh, have are have arrested and are charging assistant coaches at Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State, and uh, Southern California, USC. And then there are two universities, unnamed, but there are no doubt. So listen to this description. A public research university located in South Carolina with over 30,000 students. Can you guess what what um, what university that is? Clemson? No. No, Clemson's in North Carolina. Oh. The only, it's the only <laughs> South Carolina, it's the only university really in South Carolina. <laughs> the Gamecocks? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I should say Clemson is in South Carolina, but a public research university. Clemson's oh, okay. private school. So it is the Gamecocks. And then... This 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 is called the University Six. It's not named. Yeah. Um. It is a it is a um a university in in the state of Kentucky that is on probation for a scandal involving yeah, using yeah, prostitutes yeah, yeah. to lure other yeah. kids. That's only Louisville, and because of, course, of that, well, he's fired. Everybody knows. Rick Pitino has been fired, and it just yeah. it's it's it doesn't look good. And this well, isn't. It, but it's about Adidas, isn't it? Really. I mean, I mean, these schools that are sponsorships and the corruption to bring these uh, you know, boosters players. Of course. You get you got financial, you know, advisors, you know, in, involved. It, it, it's a big deal. Sure. And you say, hey, can you do me a favor and uh, clean my car? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a booster. But what's the FBI doing there? I mean, why can't the NCAA do their job? This is what happens. Well... Just just like any other organization, self policing doesn't work. It's like right. if you but you know it's big money in education. Well, All you have to do is ask parents about college loans. This is a huge scandal. This this is giant, and, and it's and it, definitely the top down. It's going to take the FBI to really cause any to create any changes. Yeah, but the real question is, how illegal is it? I mean, look, when you've got, I mean, as in a crime. Well, well, is that criminal? Well, there's... I mean, it's a mistake, you know. 
well, it's it's wire fraud. It's um, illegal transactions. You know, that's on the street. I mean, you know, anybody could be charged with that. But still, if you are assistant coaches and you're arrested, it looks bad. Uh, No, no, of course it looks bad. Of course it is bad. But I'm I'm just wondering how this is going to, you know, that these are matters for the court. Yes, of course. Unexplained fires are a matter for the court, too. (laughs) That's Uh, what I mean. It's a matter for the courts. We're not lawyers. No, of course not. But look. But, you know, so what's the legal standing of it? You know, we know what the implications are. But, you know, how how dirty is sports and how big is, you know, college finances in general? Well, we know that going all the way back to uh, SMU and, you know, Eric Dickerson and and all of them. Well, and then the other other, counter argument is shouldn't these people be paid? So that argument's been out there. Uh, the, I student, mean, the students are being used. Absolutely. The students are being used in research all the time. Right. And you know, the professors, it's publisher parish, and they're using the, the students, graduate students mostly, and you know, as, re- as research scientists. It's true. And when you have players, because also with the links to CTE, and you're basically ask them, asking them just to play for the pride of somebody who went there 30 years ago and you live in a state with not a professional team, so your college team is your professional team, and just playing for their... Right, exactly. So it's... Yeah. yeah. But here's my... So the guy, but should the Stars family be given $100,000? You know, under the rug? I mean, well, literally under the rug. You want to be... You're a booster. You tell the guy, hey, you're the star quarterback. (laughs) You want to... Just just wash my car, and by the way, there's a... By the way, there's a gift for you underneath the floor mat, and it's it's $5,000. So, right. but here's the thing. Well, you know, hey, you got the the Senator Mendez in New Jersey trial, right? right. He says the doctor, the the millionaire doctor, is his friend, and you know, so money passing between them is no big deal. Right, but still, um, and but here here's my point of view: in college basketball and college football, college football, you need to have the top five recruit, you know, a top five star recruit. You need to constantly put in well they feel they dress 50 players right but yeah well basketball is a lot easier and cleaner to deal with and in basketball it's more of the players fitting the system than getting your the best possible athletes and creating the system around them so you can have anybody walk in that's why we care about wichita state why do we care about butler and xavier on the national level, these are tiny schools where people can't even. People don't even know what state these colleges are in, and they see them every March. Davis knows. Davis knows who the high school stars are. Of course, but you don't so need. So now you got corporate corruption. And there's no point into saying, well, the prestige of playing at this school for every Carmelo Anthony who goes to Syracuse. Um, LeBron James right. didn't go to college, and Steph Curry went to um, not uh, Davidson, I think, right? right. Like, just th- th- these aren't big programs. Well, first of all, LeBron never went to college, but these aren't giant programs, you know. Uh, and Duke, basically, if you're if you're a player for a Duke, you fit that system, and that doesn't always translate over to the NBA. So there's no point in saying I have to, put, you know, we need this guy. But to- would this be a story if it wasn't for Adidas? No, 
I, I, probably okay, not. So, because, so we need to focus on that angle. I mean, at this, like, like it all, like everybody says, follow the money, and you'll get all your answers. And they, right. you know, they followed the money that was being illegally transferred, and we'll see what um, the NCAA does, and if there are any repercussions. It might just be Patino. He took the guillotine, and everybody else just wipes their hand clean and says, well, we're done. No, I, I don't think so. Probably not, but it remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> during this it's re- big. It's big. It's long-lasting. That The smell won't leave the room for a long no, time. No, 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 no. Although, if you are a Wildcat fan, uh, if right. you're a Kansas fan, if you're every, you know, if you're an Alabama fan because you see Auburn going down, if you're a UCLA fan because you see USC down, and no, your name's not coming up, boy, is are those fan bases happy? You know, at least with well, the question is, uh, uh, you know, are there other people? Is this the isolated case? No. Probably not. Right? No, 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 no. There are other teams that so, get played. So, so what if you're these yeah sorry about for the uh for the audio trouble everybody um so i mean look i mean at least calipari tells these kids coming in i just need you for one year go get your money in the nba i just want you for one year well these other ones just say like yeah stay two years fit in your system get your skills ready so um and actually during this recording we have it's during the recording of uh the packers bears game and they actually have the game delayed for a severe thunderstorm rolling into uh, Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay's up What has there. happened? Is the whole nation soft? What's going on? I don't ever remember this type of stuff. Uh, don't forget, Lambeau Field still has bleachers. They don't have individual... When's the, when's the last time you saw lightning strike a stadium? I can't remember, but... Ever, ever. I, I know, but other states... I sta- can't believe this. I know. You know, what, what, what you put a dome on everything? Well, I put think it that... on high ground. I think there should be domes, but I'm also telling you that I'm also telling you that there are no plastic. You know, most stadiums have plastic seats in them, but there are still metal bleachers at Lambeau Field. <laughs> so at least there's something that you can say. Uh, we got to yeah, watch out, please, otherwise my hiney's going to get electrocuted. Yeah. So, but uh, Packers up fourteen to L- lawyers have taken over, son. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong about that. But, you know, that's, that is the way of the world. As somebody said, like, be, you know, get rich the American yeah. way. Sue me. Now, where are they going, these people, that they won't be struck? They're going inside because, you know, as silly as it sounds, yes, I am pointing out that there are metal bleachers all over the place, but they do have um, lightning rods up. So, yeah. Um, okay, well, Dad, thank you very much. Uh, for this episode of uh, Everyman Sports, I appreciate your uh, your honesty and your candor, and uh, we'll, I look forward to doing it next week as well. Uh, Dad, I was just thinking. I don't know. Thunderstorm must have hit my phone. <laughs> we had a loss in contact. <laughs> I was just saying. Um, thank you for joining me. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your candor uh, on this episode, and I look forward to next week as well. Okay. Sounds good, son. All right. Take care, Andrew. Take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com. 